This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. Well, I think we've all been there. It's a holiday or it's the weekend and something is leaking. It could be the dishwasher, could be the toilet. But suddenly we are frantic to get a plumber to come as quickly as possible and we're not quite sure who to call. So is it important to get somebody who's certified? I'm here with some trusted contributors, Sherry Haig, Director of Communications and Marketing at the Ontario College of Trade, and Sean Stoughton, who is a licensed plumber. Okay, Sherry, how important is it, and and what do you do when you're in that situation? And it's like, oh my goodness. You better believe it's important, Libby. And uh, we've been hearing so many different stories, horror stories from people who've had bad experiences. And I think what the great thing is now with the Ontario College of Trades is you can check before you hire. You can now come to our website, and there's a public register. Just punch in the name, and it'll tell you if they're certified. It's the best way to save yourself heartache and lost money. Okay, and uh, why don't you give us the uh, email address, the website address? Yes, it's collegeoftrades.ca, and you just go on and you punch it on in there. This is something that's brand new for uh, Ontario as well, which I think is really important. The college was established back in 2013. So before that, people really never had anywhere to go, and now they do. So since we've put this up there, you can actually, not just for plumbers, but for 156 different trades in Ontario. But today we're going to talk about plumbers because uh, we know there's a lot of stories, and we've seen some some really sad tales, particularly from seniors getting victimized um, because they've hired someone without uh, knowing any of their background and ended up with thousands of dollars out of pocket and a mess in their basement. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear some of those stories. I'm also going to give the numbers out in case people have questions or they have stories of their own that they would like to share with us. The number is 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. And we are talking about the importance of getting a licensed plumber or actually uh, any kind of trade. Make sure that you know uh, that the person is qualified and that they're going to do the job that you are hiring them to do. Now, how do these things happen? Is this, you know, I know sometimes I come home and there's a flyer from Joe or something like that, or or sometimes people actually ring the doorbell to offer their services. How common is that? Yeah, and I'll I'll let uh, Sean talk a bit about what's the appropriate way to do it. But what we have seen, and uh, for example, is people go online and there's an ad for a a plumber. So they call them up and the person comes to the door. And uh, and for example, this one senior citizen that uh, we spoke to, um, she wasn't aware of the college at the time. So she just hired someone off with the typical websites that, that people do go for their searches. Person comes in, says we need cash up front for uh, supplies, 
in this particular case, she ended up giving this person up to, I think it was almost $11,000. Oh, my goodness. And her basement was a mess. This was a person that had was retired. She was just trying to renovate her home to rent it out. Very sad tale. She did end up contacting us. Um, we ended up tracking down the individual, charging him. Name's on our website now, so we also you can go and see who the bad person is. Charging pe- him with what? With... Uh, doing the work of a compulsory trade without a license. It's actually oh. illegal, and there's 22 trades in Ontario where it's actually against the law to do that work without having a C of Q, which is a certificate of qualification. Okay, well, that's uh, that's very good to know. So, Sean, um, I think it's fairly common for people to say I, we need some cash up front for supplies, but how much should that be and, and how far in advance of the work should that be? Well, if uh, if you have to take, if you're asking for cash up front, your your business is maybe just starting out. That that could be the case, but you should not need to ask for any cash up front. If you want to sign a contract with the customer, and and have an agreement, and you need to buy materials because the job is extensive, and you want to get some cash down, not so much cash, but a check. Have it in writing. Have a contract. And, and also make sure that, that the person right off right off the bat is licensed, and they should have no trouble giving you the, those credentials. Okay, so if, say a person is not online. You've given us the website. You can check online if the tradesperson is licensed, but uh, is there some certification that the tradesperson can produce? Yes, there is a trade card that, that we all have. It shows our current uh, status. And it'll also show whether you're a journey person class or an apprenticeship class. And uh, will that make a difference in the rates? Can both those classes of tradespeople do the work on their own? Not on their own. The, the apprenticeship class has to be under the, the, uh, the scope of work as of, of another licensed individual a you have to have a, a journey person with them so it's actually the law that um, everyone who's working in a compulsory trade like a plumber has to carry with them their college of trades membership card that's their proof that they're qualified and uh, i think uh, you know sean will be able to tell you some stories as well about why it's so important to get someone who knows what they are doing there are so many horror stories not just with maybe getting built but the disasters that can can happen. Well, and it, it, we just uh, had somebody from the uh, Insurance Bureau of Canada. And the, another thing that people don't think of is that if you end up with somebody who's not licensed and the work is not right, um, the insurance company won't insure your home. That's correct. That that happens often, more often than than in the the past. Insurance companies now are protecting themselves, even from a homeowner. A homeowner can legally do their own work as a, a plumber, like in their own home, do their own plumbing. Will your insurance company cover you uh, if something goes wrong? You, you can't prove that you have the certification to do that work. Okay, let's take a call. We have Sharon in Toronto. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Maybe you're a little quick on the phone numbers and I'll call to get it. Okay. If we need an emergency plumber that is licensed, yeah. Okay, um... We have Sherry Haig here, so uh, where where can the caller find a licensed plumber? Or trade. It was a, it was a phone number given for us. No, it was a website address. Yeah. College so of- we don't have a phone number? 
Uh, well, sure, you can. The, oh. There's a, a number. Um, you can call uh, the College of Trades uh, at one eight five five two nine nine zero eight five five. You know what? If if all you uh, want is, is the, the number. phone number, we will tell you off the air. Okay. But uh, do you have any other question aside from no, that? No. No. Okay. Thanks for your call. Uh, we'll give that to you off the air. Bye bye. Okay. Yeah. So, um, again, why don't you give us the website again? Yes, it's collegeoftrades.ca. And uh, so whether you're um, out and about or, uh, you know, we can do it's mobile friendly as well, but uh, you can just check on that. It also lists all the compulsory trades. So whether it's, you know, you're going to a mechanic or hiring an electrician, there's a, there's a number of them. But uh, today, I think uh, we've, we've heard some stories in the news lately about, um, you know, some incidents with a plumber, one that was apparently um, naked in the house. So and they were charged by the police. So there's there's a lot of <sighs> yeah. things that go on that are quite uh, scandalous. But uh, um, I think Sean talked about some of the things that can really go wrong with uh, with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. What are some of the things that can go wrong? Well, some of the things that uh, we commonly see in the trade with it inexperience um, is when, when you go to someone's home or you go to a job and you'll see such things as cross connections um, that's where you'll have a water softener that is connected to the drain system now that's in uh, plumbing terms supposed to be an indirect connection a lot of times uh, an inexperienced person will connect that directly to your drain that water softener is going to put potable water into your home and with it being directly connected to the drain, you have sewage bacteria that can mix with your potable water. Ooh, now, that sounds nasty. These are there's there's check valves and things like that in the softener unit to protect this from happening. But it's not um, a code protection in the plumbing code. We protect that with an indirect waste, which means we have an air gap between the softener drain and the plumbing drain, so that sewage cannot breach that gap. Um, hot water tanks are another common problem. If they're installed wrong, they're a bomb inside your house. We are trained from the beginning with the apprenticeship program to, to uh, address these things. We're taught right from the beginning the, the uh, dangers of pressure vessels, boilers, hot water heaters, cross connections, backflow prevention. So All how long is the training? How long is the apprenticeship? It's a five-year apprenticeship, basically. Involves 9,500 hours for a plumber and three terms of school. Um, they're split up throughout the five-year process, and they're eight weeks each term. What, then, is the difference between a journeyman plumber or tradesperson and, a, I think, is the next level a master? Um, no. The, the, well, the, there's, it starts with the apprentice. Like, yes. There's actually the, the people that can be uh, legally do the work are registered apprentices. And then there's uh, journey persons. Um, and that's, that's someone who's got their C of Q. Um, there's folks in, in the Red Seal trade, which uh, write a special exam that can transfer um, throughout to other provinces. But uh, all, all you really need to, to look for is the C of Q. And um, and I guess the other thing, too, which I'm sure um, Sean can also speak to, is, is there's a lot of common sense here. Ask for references, too. Um, and also ask friends. Word of mouth is still an important way to do it. But get some names, then check them out, 
and uh, look them up. And for example, if someone has done something wrong, because um, if they're, we don't, we don't um, at the college, we're not regulating the quality of work. We're confirming that they've got the education to do it. But also we do manage things as far as discipline. And if there is inappropriate behavior, you can call and make a complaint. And we'll look into that as well, too, which is, once again, first time in Ontario we have that type of protection for consumers. What about if there is some shoddy work uh, and the person happens to have been licensed? Is there mm-hmm. recourse? Yes, so that's where we have a uh, discipline committee that can come in. And it's pretty serious. Uh, this is similar to other regulatory bodies as well, that um, you can go be through um, a panel and uh, and the fines can be quite severe. And in fact, if you're shown to be um, completely uh, unethical or doing things that are quite serious, um, the panel can actually suggest that your uh, your license be revoked. So that's that's the most serious case that, that uh, we'd have. Now, we're a brand-new college, so we're just starting up the discipline panel. But once again, this is extra protection that uh, we never had before. Okay. It all sounds very good. I'm going to give out the numbers once again before we take a quick break. It's 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back to talk about the need for getting a licensed plumber or other trades and how to make sure that your work gets done right. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. I am here with Sherry Haig and Sean Stoutent from the Ontario College of Trades, and we're talking about the importance of having licensed people, particularly licensed plumbers, do the work for you so you don't run into trouble. We have Dan in Niagara on the line with a question. Hi, Dan. Hi. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. What's your question? I just wanted to know, uh, first-time home buyer. I wanted to know if I can do things like roughing, plumbing pipe. And the other question I had for you is, would it be okay to, let's say, rough in a secondary sink in the basement, but not connect to the the actual soil stack um, or waste stack? I guess you call it. Uh, would would it would a plumber actually come in and connect that? And, sign off on it or is that an illegal operation to do if if you're the homeowner and your insurance company allows you um to to, they'll insure your home after that then as the homeowner you do have the right to do your own plumbing it will still have to meet all municipal or regulatory codes and as as for your question with the two-piece bathroom in the in the basement or even just a sink Every trap must have a vent, and that vent must terminate to open air. So you must have a vent. And, um, you know, it's a good, it's probably best to hire a plumber and get that rough in portion done and, and maybe just set the toilet and sink yourself. And, but I always recommend to, to, to hire a professional. That's, that's what we're trained to do. It's, I, I guess, you know, people are probably trying to save a bit of money. Is is there any scenario where there is, I think what he's asking, where there's some work the homeowner can do and then uh, a licensed plumber could kind of sign off on it and say this looks all right or we have to fix this and, and I guess you have to check with your insurance company first of all. Y- yes. It's going to be tough for a plumber unless you know somebody 
um, or have a family member who's a plumber to get them to come in and put their stamp of approval on on work they didn't do work they you know maybe can't see or it's it's a fine line that you that you walk and with water and sewage and methane gas you got to question yourself whether or not you want to have that uh, issue in your home uh, down the road once once the walls are all closed up and and everything's put to bed you're the one who's going to have to worry about a water leak and the damage due to that or methane gas uh, bacteria it's when plumbing leaks it's bad so that's what you've got to think about that's why we're skilled professionals in the trade yeah, and it's kind of a funny story because we hear a lot from, and I don't want to sound uh, sexist here, but women who uh, call in or complain because uh, their husband uh, <laughs> just feels, honey, I can do it, I can fix it. And next thing you know, there's a mess in the basement and damage, and now they have to go back and hire someone. So it's cost them twice as much and taken just as long, and they have an unhappy spouse to add to the uh, scenario. Um, let me ask this because, again, I'm sure, you know, uh, Dan is a first-time homeowner. He's got a lot of bills. So approximately, is, is there, are there standard rates for plumbers? How much should you expect to pay? I, I guess it's by the hour. Some, some companies are by the hour. Uh, some companies would come in and quote that job. And, okay, that makes sense. And price it out accordingly, and you'd sign a contract and, and that you were happy with, that, that both parties were happy with, and the work would be completed. Or... It's uh, like I say, it's a fine line. You're 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 walking a fine line. You're and if it's an hourly rate, uh, is there a standard or just to give us an idea? Oh, oh, I I wouldn't know what the standard rates are. They they depend on the company. Some some companies are ninety dollars an hour. Some are sixty five dollars an hour. Some are That's over what... over a hundred dollars an hour. Some people price by the fixture or how much. It takes to rough in. So if you had 10 fixtures in the house, you would charge so much per rough in. Okay. Just probably like uh, anything else where you're hiring someone, it's good to get uh, do that front-end work and get a couple of quotes and then look at what makes sense. Um, one of the other things we always hear, too, is, um, you know, if the price seems too good to be true. Exactly. There's probably a reason for that. Okay, yeah, so if it's, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Okay, Dan and Niagara, did we answer your question? Absolutely. You gave me uh, a lot to think about. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Okay. Jane in Scarborough. Hello, Jane. Jane? Hello. Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yourself? I'm fine, thanks. Um, I don't know if anybody can help me, but I, um, I had a basic sump pump failure in my home, and uh, the insurance company called contractors in to remediate it. They did not do a good job. They made it worse. The insurance company hired a second group of contractors to come into my home to fix up the mess the first ones caused, and they damaged the structure on my home, and they did severe damage. They took seven months while I was in a Holiday Inn. It, it's unbelievable what has happened um, the insurance was eventually pulled on my house because the damage to it from the contractors that they hired was so severe. I can't get insurance on my house to get repairs done. I had a house that was fully paid for. I had a life plan. I'm going mm -hmm. to be a senior next mm -hmm. year. And now I don't have the money to fix my house. I will have to use a line of credit on it. I don't understand how in this day and age that could have happened, but... Um, where do I go? What, what, 
you know, what do I, can the College of Trades do anything? I've been through the court system, mm. and um, that was, um, nobody should be forced to go into the court system to get money back. Right. This was through small claims court? No, it oh. was Superior Court of Justice. Oh, okay. And it was, it's a long story, but short, short version is that the first lawyer that I was referred to was not qualified to go into the courtroom, and I didn't find out till five years later. I do have a brain injury. Um, I am, as you can hear when I'm talking, um, fine, when I'm not talking about things that are legal. So all the legal paperwork and that type of thing mm-hmm. was very difficult to understand as oh. well as from the insurance company. Okay, well, but, let's, Sherry, say yeah. if, if you have I'm, I'm, well, First, I'm very, very sorry to hear about uh, what you went through. That's very unfortunate. Nobody, nobody should have to go through that. Um, we've heard other stories like that. One of the things, and I'm not sure, we have uh, worked with folks who have been the victim of, of fraudsters and, uh, and, and have supported them during a small claims hearing to give them the evidence and to to get some compensation back. We don't have a compensation fund, but um, so that's why for us more of the focus is really on preventative. And uh, But one of the things we're also doing is also working with the insurance bureau to, um, and insurance companies to really uh, make sure that they're also uh, hiring people that are qualified and making sure that that's in play as well. Okay. But uh, I'm, you know, I, once again, I'm, I wish I could help you more. But if, if anything, I think this is a, a tale for the other listeners out there about the importance of, uh, of of doing your own due diligence, even if they're hiring contractors. You demand to see their qualifications. Um, you know, when we we first started out, not very many people knew about us, and uh, just last year we had over three. Uh, Three-quarters of a million people actually came to our public register, uh, and that's double what they did in the first year. So we know that this is actually uh, getting out there, and we're hoping every day we're saving uh, more people from grief and pain like, like yourself. So uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think there's much we can do uh, at that point, given you've already gone through the court system, but uh, um, certainly sharing your story may hopefully help others. Jane, yes, uh, we're sorry to hear your story, and uh, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, we wish you all the best. Okay, thank you, Libby. And Dale, if you're listening today, you know me over the years. Hi, and I hope you're doing great. Okay, (laughs) thanks so much for that. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. Okay, uh, we have less than a minute left, so uh, Sherry, Sean, just to wrap things up, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I would say check that register. Make sure that you you know the person you're dealing with is licensed. Ask them for their trade card right up front. They will be proud to show it to you. If they're not and they don't have it, you probably won't hear from them again or even receive a quote because they, you've spotted the rat right off the bat and they know you're going to be you know, diligent as, as a customer and that you've done your homework. So... That puts the, the tradesperson right on the spot, and if he's confident in his trade, you'll have no trouble with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and once again, collegeoftrades.ca. But uh, even just sitting in the short time I have with, with Sean, uh, it's really opened up my eyes to how little we do know about um, particular trades and probably how little we appreciate the skill and knowledge involved. So uh, make sure you get someone who knows what they're talking about. Okay. Sherry Haig, Sean Stoughton. Trusted contributors from the Ontario College of Trades, thank you so much. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.